Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a 7-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Sadden, here with my co-host, Jamie Iovine. How you doing? <laughs> and here for Elijah this week, uh, the man, the one, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, Kevin Silva. I'm here. I'm, I'm in this big room. I only ever see you and Roka in here, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, I tried to, uh, for those of you listening, we're, we're in the main studio here at Collider right now. Yeah, and if I, you're listening, you better be watching, too. <laughs> and I, I, I tried to differentiate the two shows by having the Raw sure, SmackDown sure. recaps here uh, and, and the Wrestling Sheet Radio in, in the podcast room because I feel like... Wrestling Sheet Radio, the you know the show that we do here is much more laid back. It's not really like a, you know, 
It's not like a sit down at a desk type <laughs> show, you know. Yeah. It's like, I really it's, like it in here. It's air conditioned. Yeah, it's nice. It's air conditioned. <laughs> yeah, I it's mean, roomy. We, yeah, we can use this room. It's, it's not like it's, it's off nice. limits. I feel like we're in like a four year old's clubhouse when we're in the other room. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. but that's why I like it. Oh, it keeps us grounded like a podcast. No, but it's like three friends sitting around talking about wrestling in their Sweating. little clubhouse. <laughs> and here and in this one, when we do the Ron SmackDown recap, it's much more formal analysis uh, about. Ron SmackDown, although I shouldn't say formal. Real because formal, like arguments no. about Limp Bizkit and U2. <laughs> Which I, I was so mad that I had to throw U2 under the bus next. I know Jamie would have backed me, but then because I said bad things about U2, he just stayed totally silent on well, the topic. it's apples and oranges, Ryan. It's, no, no, it's, 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 apples, it's apples and babies, baby wolverines is what it is. It's, it's very I mean, if you want to get feel like my, my dad getting mad at me right there. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. want to get inspired and help Africa, listen to U2. <laughs> If you, if you want to if you want nookie, if you listen to Limp Bizkit. And go dirt biking, then yeah. listen to Limp Biscuit. Listen to Monster, drink Monster Energy Drink. Yeah, dude, it goes hand in hand. Because <laughs> if you want to get inspired and do stuff in Africa, like that's a thing that I often, that's the mode I want to get in. You tell me what the messaging is. <laughs> but that's Where the streets have no name is about Africa. Okay, but wait. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, it's his dad. He should know. No, that's why, that's why I didn't disagree. I was like, really interesting. Didn't know. It's funny, too, because when I, I tried to find a picture of Jamie and Bono together when I tweeted that at you. Oh, there's no, uh, there's no pictures of us on Google. But there there's is. Not? No. Haven't you tweeted ones before? Isn't there like I one? tweeted a photo. Uh, there's photos of us together that I've posted. But I figured since you posted it, it would show up in Google Images. There is photos of where, like, and I, I think my favorite one is you wearing like also similar glasses. The glasses. That's what I thought. That's what I was trying to I still find. have that one. And, you know, it's not the only one. But where, it's great. And, you know, to be fair, my mom and my dad and Bono were all really good friends <laughs> right before that. So, you know, it was the it was the late seventies, early eighties. Who so knows? Who what knows? Happened. What happened? I did laugh when I was looking for that picture of you, though, because of you and Bono, because I saw one of your dad and Bono at like some kind of premiere or something, and your dad had a scarf on, but it was so long and it was white and had like blue kind of stripes on it that it looked more like a, a talus from like that like a rabbi would wear because oh, wow. it was so long and had the frilly things then and i was like is this dad rocking a towel? perpetuating more of the misconception that we're jewish <laughs> that's why i laughed when i saw it because i was like wait they're not jewish wait oh wait no that's just a regular scarf okay well let's get into the wrestling talk there this week <laughs> sorry um but yes we are on the we are we are hey to be fair i think we need more of this the be, big studio no the, the, yes that too, oh, but just more more talus 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 no just us like shooting hey. this shit for at least two minutes i think you when when you change the format yeah I I think one person said you guys talk too much yeah, and it got you. Know to you know who that one person was? Who? My father. Well, the, fight me, okay, Scott. Okay, he's not a, okay. Fight me, Scott. Yeah, Let's go. sorry, Scott. So he holds, like, a, he holds son here that he doesn't holds. like going to sporting events, and I'm over here going, bring me to the Dodger game, Scott. What? You can't do it? No, no I'm sorry. Week. I'm not with your no, dad on this even one. This week, on the, I want to say the SmackDown recap, I, the first like eight minutes of the show, I nerded out. About uh, how I've been making my WWE universe mode this week. Finally, I know I'm I know I'm late on it, but now there's actually an AEW and Eric is out of town. I've been messing with uh, 
with my universe mode and like giving better entrances to people and like making oh, legit the, so I can just the riveting stuff that people really want to hear you being <laughs> hey if the, for the first 15 minutes of 83 weeks is Eric Bischoff talking about how he almost got eaten by a mountain lion then we can talk about whatever we want for the first two, give us two minutes oh, yeah. okay let's put that. us in the small room so we can feel more like a podcast but let's not talk about other things <laughs> let's not pretend that we let's enjoy being around with each other friends. but when, yeah. I, when I did that I just the, literally the f- Second comment on the video this week on the SmackDown recap was, like, nerd. 859 if you want to skip and go to the wrestling talk Okay, that's for the people who do. And and the next person responded and said, thank you. And then someone said, had to be done. And I was like, if if you think that's... But you don't want to... I don't want to put something out that people skip through. That defeats the purpose. Hey, no, consider I mean, consider our listeners lucky that it's not like what's the um we don't talk about poop the, anymore. What, which is the podcast that John Moxley did his second interview with the Wade Keller? Yeah, podcast? Wade Keller's uh, ads. Are you kidding? There's an ad every 15 minutes. People should be counting their counting their stars. Who's, okay, everyone gave Jericho shit. For well, I saw Jericho well, getting segues, shit for his segues in the. Yeah. Box. They're, they're always ridiculous. What's that, worse, just, though, because what's worse, the the his where he does that weird segue where it's like, ah, now speaking of that, and I want to get and we'll get to that. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get to that before we get to that, John, because uh, you, you can clearly hear when it's oh, him yeah, talking yeah. to them, but then when it's like, okay, I got to make this sound like we're like he's just gonna shut up for right. fi- for fifteen minutes. At least at least the quality is still good to enough and, to where, but like to me. I almost want them to get funnier and like it should. If I were him, I'd, I'd accept it. I was gonna say the same and thing. It's I, funny. It's funny that you brought up that you have some beef with creative. And before we get back to that, <laughs> let me tell you about some beef from Omaha Steaks. Some real beef. <laughs> some I'm prime you, beef. I, I, I prefer those to the Wade Keller ones, where it just kind of cuts in out of nowhere, and you're kind of you're caught off guard. Or just the, most podcasts in general. Um, I remember, you know, when I used to have to insert the advertisements on this show, right. uh, back when I would edit the entire show when it took me hours to do, um, cause I was doing them all on separate tracks in my living room, but, uh, <laughs> thank yeah, God that's not dude, the case yeah. anymore. Uh, but, but what I, but I was going to say is I had the same thing with our show for a long right, time. Right. I used to do the like, uh, uh, or like, you know, and then I did the bell ringing, you know, the bell ringing was fine. The bell ringing, the was, bell ringing was fine because yeah. then you, it's like. You it's almost like your version now. of "We'll be right back." That's that's what what I was going, that was what I was aiming for. I mean, I like there's certain podcasts I listen to where like they'll just be like, "And I, now time for an ad break, and we're back." Because and even like, with Jericho, sometimes he'll start, and I'm like, "Is this a segue or is it not?" Oh wait, after like the first, <laughs> that's <laughs> good because then you listen to it. Absolutely, yeah. And by the and way, then I go fast forward. If he's so able to faster. make Omaha Steaks like a thing, how Eric Bischoff and Conrad have been able to make a Blue Chew like Blue a Chew. thing, like then. I'm like if there's like Omaha steak T-shirts, like Omaha is Jericho, like that'd be incredible. Oh <laughs> well, we've now promoted the, that company so many times; they're not a sponsor. Can of the you show. send me some steaks? I will say one of his other sponsor I am a user of that I, I have it, but I. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not our sponsor, so I probably shouldn't uh, be shouting them out. But they make good toothbrushes. Okay, let's get to the. Okay. What's both of these were pretty in my opinion. They're Sonic B. Let's go. With the, let's go with the biggest story of the week. I think the biggest story of the week was AEW's All Out selling out in 15 minutes, beating uh, the the record for All In. I thought you were about to say beating break uh, stomping ground. <laughs> <laughs> no man, when you look at some of the other seating charts, and it's not fair to compare. I don't get one free right I, now. I, <laughs> is it? I, I don't think it's fair to compare. 
to stomping it's ground, not, obviously. It's not. This month has always been a real throwaway month for WWE. Yeah, and, and also, you know... This is the month that birthed uh, uh, Great Balls of Fire, right? Yeah, you know what? Speaking of that... Great Balls of Fire was a great pay-per-view. It ended up being really, really good. It brought us images of people's faces next to the word balls a lot. It was great. But I, I I'm wondering if that's the only reason they didn't bring it back because of the balls, balls, balls and the, balls. the, the I think it's because they logo. had because didn't you say they had to pay Jerry Lee Lewis? But here's the thing that would have been my thought process. Like, oh, they probably won't pay Jerry Lee Lewis again, right? Um, to use the song or whatever. And but then I watched the commercial for Stomping Grounds, and they're using the song "These Boots Are Made for Walking." Oh yeah. Okay. That's it's true. not. I'm so not saying they, they don't want to make. It's no, not. I'm not saying they don't want a big to, song. They don't. Okay, but it could cost uh, significantly less. We don't know. True. I, I mean, you know more about music publishing yeah, than me. It's, obviously, it's case by case. But I have a hard time believing there's a huge price difference between these boots are made for walking and great balls of fire. I mean, that who I, knows? Who knows? Honestly, I want you to go do some research on that. I don't even. Yeah. I honestly, wouldn't even know how to start. <laughs> um, yeah, come on, Jimmy but, Olsen. <laughs> Give me those pictures of, of Spider-Man, Parker. Um, but, you know, I, I I think that it's still impressive because it's not like, you know, all their shows sold out No, it's, a, it's awesome. This is, I mean, that's a big, big thing. I, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, there's tickets on secondary markets. It's still sold out. That's That that doesn't make it a, not, a, not a sellout. Well, and yes a, and no. I mean, I think, yes, it doesn't technically make it and financially, it's sellout. Yeah, it's financially. Financially. Right. But, I mean, I think they also want to have a packed but arena. At the same time, like, the secondary ticket sales on, like, StubHub, there was, like, less than 300 tickets on there. That's not a, a significant amount. I wonder how many there are now. That's what I'm looking at. That's what I was just pulling up. Um, now on StubHub, there are... Hold on. <laughs> StubHub AEW all oh. elite wrestling tickets StubHub all out of tickets. <laughs> uh, not Fighter Fest Sears Center. When is Fighter Fest again? I'm already past that page, Kevin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, where does it say how many seats are available? Oh shit! Oops, clicked the wrong thing. There. This is riveting Checking for the people listening at home. Look right now. Yeah, if you really wanted to fast forward through something, this is. The- <laughs> Uh, wait, where does it say that, Kevin? Uh, on the app, it definitely says. So okay, yeah, look on the app while we're talking about it. Um, so financially, yes, but but fuck, because this is Ooh, a, actually right hundred nine hundred and three tickets. Up right see, now. that's a little bit more. That is a lot, more. especially when you know it's a ten thousand seat arena, right? A little bit more than ten thousand seats, a little under eleven thousand, right. something like and that, it's right? Four days. I mean, still, that's a lot of people. Wait, wait, wait what? All elite uh, for, for double for double. Oh, sure. I thought we were talking game. about stomping grounds. No, 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 all out. Um, so I mean. That's a, that's, that's a, a lot. That's but, a lot. But and I mean, that's just still, StubHub. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there are a lot of secondary markets. And there were all, some of them were expensive. I saw one on there for like 1800 bucks. I saw a lot on there for like 1800 bucks. Yeah, the lowest like one right now is $124. So like oh, the, wow. The, the cheapest ticket. I mean, that's all going to f- drop considerably. Especially given what tickets on for double or nothing we're going for. So I fucking hate scalpers. Yeah, they suck. They, they I mean, suck. it's been... The, it's, no, like I know. No, it's not, I know it's not a thing just that's unique to wrestling right, or anything. Right, right. And I also understand that scalpers do help for when when you really want, are like fuck it, I'll sure, pay two thousand dollars for this ticket. That's how badly I want to go. I mean, the other night I was able to see Alexis on fire for six bucks. Oh, because of StubHub. So. I'm glad you reminded me. You were big <laughs> no, Alexis on I fire fan, and I screenshotted his text. I mean his. 
his post, and I was like, if this isn't the most Kevin shit I've ever seen. The Alexis on fire. He went to see Alexis on fire. Oh, uh, extra tickets or what? No, just that the whole the whole post. Hold <laughs> it on. was a very Where, Kevin post. Yeah, hold on. Let me find it. I like how he screenshotted it. I like how he screenshotted it and then never sent it to us. No, yeah. I screenshotted it, but it was late. So I was like, I'm going to send it tomorrow morning. <laughs> But I forgot. While you're looking that up, something that I screenshotted that I feel like I said yeah, to the group that you guys ignored it's me just on. Beth Stelling at the Dynasty Typewriter. Two things I've never heard of. Beth Stelling, the Hayworth at the Dynasty Typewriter. She's a great comedian. She's fantastic. My favorite. I'm sure of she's fantastic. It's a really cool theater. But it was that actually is very Kevin. Look at all these locations. The Dynasty Typewriter. Lestat's Coffee House. That's a what? coffee house. What's the name of it? Best Fish Taco in Ensenada. <laughs> the great. Chain Reaction. But hey, Chain Reaction's a cool place. Kind of. Uh, but, it's just like, it's where's, not the, actually. where's the knitting room, Kevin? <laughs> the knitting factory is closed. been long, for long gone. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little touchy subject, okay? Is the knitting room, the knitting factory closed? The one in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Though there's another one in like Seattle. And there's one in Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. I know that, um, man, all the college, I mean, all the high school bands at my school used to play there. What were we talking about right before that? All out. I, I, I think like I, I'm pretty sure Jamie was going to tell me that I went and saw All Time Low. Or oh, like, no, I, just, I thought for sure he was going to make an All Time Low no, joke. No, I just yeah. really thought it was a really Kevin post. <laughs> Wait, Alexis on Fire is still together? Uh, they got Didn't they back break together up for a while, right? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. They only made one good song. I'm no, sorry. The, the Crisis is a really good record. This is a 44 caliber love letter straight from my heart. That's a good song. All right, all right, all right. Let's, let's go back to wrestling. <laughs> all right. want to fast forward here. Uh, good so, yeah, I, I, the thing I'm most impressed by is how much, how they're able to sell this place out without even really announcing a card. You know, we've got two matches, really. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, it's almost to me, it's starting to feel like. I don't know. It's 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 weird to see it, like a wrestling these you know it's it's very PWG like almost where it's sure. like selling out. It's starting to become like big scale PWG, which is kind of cool. I think it's just like people are just very excited, and they've they've given us reasons to be excited so far. Why not get more excited, especially with you know bringing John Moxley to the fold and knowing that we're going to get this match there. So it's um, I don't know. I think that they they're doing a really good job, and, and wrestling fans as much as a lot of people are out there. Oh, it's just a tr- shirt company, but it's it's much more than that, and it's, we're, we trust them. I am going to be interested to see once things progress, you know, start to get closer to it. Let's say just a year with the company, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I know people like myself and and, and you too. It's like um, not the band you too, but you, Jamie too, um, are kind of starting to be like, well, I can't go to every one of their yeah, shows. Like, yeah. I, like I can't fly <laughs> to every one of their shows. Like, you know, so- and that's going to start to happen more and more with these like traveling event type shows yeah i mean it's it's gonna have to eventually become where well it, but it, the, you can't say like oh i'm gonna go to every wwe show because there's one every month sometimes yes. too and um that one guy in the front row yeah, long, long say, hair a long hair dude <laughs> but exception uh, to the rule yeah and uh, but it's becoming. I mean, I don't know how. Uh, I mean, do they even know how often their pay per views are going to be running once they're up and once they once they are in motion? They haven't said, um, but they did. You know, Tony Khan did say in um, on Stone Cold's podcast this week that they are going to be live uh, for two hours 
every week once they're on TNT and that they will be traveling the country going to different arenas every week. And it's not going to be like yeah. impact where they're going to have an impact zone. Or something. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's going to become a formatted thing where like exactly you don't have to travel anywhere for them. Yeah, and if, if it's, I mean, it's going to be easy to watch on. T- I'm, I'm still genuinely concerned where their pay per view model goes because I don't know if they want to do the sixty dollar pay per view every time. Now that everybody else is offering much cheaper pay per views, well, it I seems w- like they're trying different models out. Like they did the they did the fifty dollar one. Um, you keep upselling it to sixty, but it's fifty. It was fifty. Because well, I always just assume it's sixty dollars. Sixty dollars <laughs> are, are how often like. Like boxing matches right. are usually. Yeah, no, it was fifty dollars, I believe. But um, next one's free. Next one's free, <laughs> and then I think the one after that is like ten. I I, I don't know. Which one's after that? Oh no, they're both free. I'm sorry. The next two are both Fight for free. the Fallen's free. Fight for the oh, Fallen okay. is also free, and then they haven't said how much All Out is going to be. I I have a feeling, and this isn't based on any insight, but I do have a feeling they're going to test a different price point out for for All Out. They got make some money. I can see them doing like a for their big like four. Like doing like a, a bigger price tick uh, pay per view, and then for the smaller ones, um, like a stomping grounds to their for their fighter fest, like that'll be free or or at a cheaper price of ten dollars. I wish fighter fest was going to be outside. Just like the, the the all the imagery and all the like graphics that they've used, it's all looks like it's going to be a bash at the beach. But is that the point? Because it's like You're it's like be disappointed by the fact. Yeah, Fire Fest. Yeah, Fire Fest wasn't what it was supposed to be, but at least there was a fucking ocean still. Well, <laughs> I mean, a that's, storm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually am really. I'm getting really excited for Fighter Fest. Yeah, I, it's yeah. a really good card. I, I, Is it next weekend? Not this weekend. I have to look it up. Next weekend. I'd have to look it up. I'm not right, sure, I'm but sorry. but uh, but I will. And I'll look it up right now while we're talking, but. Um, you know, I will say when they first announced it, I was kind of like, I don't know, like I didn't really care about Kenny Omega's video game convention last year. Not to say they didn't do a great job with it, but it just wasn't something that like I necessarily cared about, you know. And then, um, yeah, I just kind of felt like, well, then they they used that one guy's ring, and I just remember it was, was kind of like just not, I don't know, just got. Just the vibe around that I just didn't care about last year but for some now, reason. We're in a different league of where they're actually doing, they're they're using their own stuff and they they have the the money of Tony Khan and they're going to be a better. And situation. I got to be honest, I also with think you. Kenny's left hand less handcuffed this time too because from what I hear, he only had certain. From what they made it sound like, he could only use certain New Japan talent on last the, the sure. last the CEO show they did last year. Um, but also beyond that. I didn't care about this like Firefest parody stuff. Right, right, right. It was kind of dumb. I still think it's kind of dumb. But the the actual card itself that they've put together um, has kind of turned me around on the whole thing because I'm like, man, this show actually looks. like And the difference really is, dope. it seems like the re- like whereas last year wrestling was kind of like a, a, a nice little keychain to the weekend, whereas this it's really like this a event. like a real thing. It's almost like if anything could be more important. Than Absolutely. the actual gaming. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel that way. Um, even I, I'll say even this week's episode of uh, Road to Fighter Fest, where that uh, Alex Jeb Bailey guy was talking about about the CEO tournament and like you know his company and and, and kind of like what he's about and who he is, kind of made me actually care about that Michael Nakazawa match too. Like I was like, oh, okay, all right, like. Who's Michael Nakazawa fighting? That guy who's running the that video game guy who the guy who runs CEO. Wait, they're gonna wrestle? Yeah, in a hardcore match. Oh, 
I thought there was going to be just gaming, but hey. Oh no, this is all matches. Uh, I know that the, oh. uh, the I know that the other matches listed are matches, but I didn't think that the guy who's just a gamer and not a wrestler yeah. was going <laughs> to wrestle. Apparently, like, so in the in the Road to Fighter Fest this week, they talked about how or he talked about how because I believe he wrestled at the CEO thing last year that that Kenny did, but he said he got injured shortly before the match, like while training. And then he couldn't really, like, do any of the stuff he had learned because he was hurt. But he also couldn't, like, call it off. So he just had to roll with it. And so he was saying that, like, now he's had, like, an, a full year train in preparation for because it's his event. So he knew it was going to happen, right. you know. And so he had, like, a full another year to train. And, like, now he's actually not injured and, like, pumped to actually, like, show people what he's been yeah, doing. That's pretty fun. Like, like, that's, like that is pretty funny. Fun. Yeah. I mean, because when I was looking at that, I thought, okay, Michael Nakazawa, the first time we're going to see him is he's going to have a, a video game competition. Well, he was in the Royal Rumble, or the, not the Royal Rumble, the Battle Royal, too. Yes, that's but, true. But, yes, I, I, singles-wise, yeah. yeah. And I also I also thought, like, fuck, dude, they're going to start their next – like. The, D- Double Nothing had a lot of hype around it. Yeah. People were like, oh, was this one of the greatest, you know, great, great, everyone's hyping it. And then, like, so new fans are going to go, well, let me see this Fighter Fest thing. And the first thing they're going to see is going to be Michael Nakazawa versus Alex Jeb Bailey, who's not a wrestler. And I was like, I don't know if that's really, like, <laughs> the best thing. Maybe hide that in the main show somewhere. As opposed to being like, this is the thing that you should, like, entice right. the audience in with. Because, I, you know... Valid that people complained about the the casino battle royale who were not necessarily already fans of all these people who were like, what the fuck was that? Right. You know, and so I think that they're gonna kind of have a similar thing going on here with the pre-show. But I mean, a cigarette got burnt into a man's head. Come that's on. what I mean. Yeah. There's people who are like, that's you know, there are people who believe that pre-show time right, is right. to like convince people to watch and some people are like is like, that like, makes it look right. like they're bush league type stuff sure, and sure, so this is, might yeah. feel the same way if this is in the pre-show all right right fair um another thing they kind of announced this week is that uh at all out they're gonna unveil the women's title which, oh, cool. which makes sense since it's right before uh they go to tv and and on stone cold's podcast this week tony khan um, was basically saying he was kind of like trying to give a little, provide a little bit more context to the whole wins and losses mattering thing and was basically saying that like it sounds like they don't plan to have a ton of backstage shenanigans that most of the action you're going to see is in and around the ring and that the main focus of the show is going to be the sports like thing that they've been talking about where it's much more sports centric and where they're focused on the main titles the women's right. t- the, the men's top the the, the men's Singles and tag world titles, and then same for the women. The women's world and the women's tag. I have a question for you guys, more specifically. Am I... Whenever somebody brings up wins and losses mattering, and when people sometimes complain about how WWE wins and losses don't matter anymore, am I... I mean, I haven't. The only reason I'm asking this is because I haven't ever asked this question. Is um, is am I the only one that really doesn't need the wins and losses to be recorded? Um, I don't. I don't necessarily need it, but at the same time, like watching certain matches or seeing a guy just like show up and be like, "I'm the number one contender," is kind of weird to me. I don't. Okay, I see that. I don't like that. Like like Dolph Ziggler just being like, "Why not me?" And he just does that, and then he's like, "I'm the number one contender." I see that, but I also 
what also is so weird to me, because when I think wins and losses matter, I think of wins, loss records of boxers, of of any sports team. So for when you get signed to AEW, your record, whatever it is, say like uh, say you're Brandon Cutler, and you're so he's probably not going to win a lot of matches at least at first, being probably one of the lower guys on the on the roster as as of right now. So his like is he's going to be so like when Brandon Cutler walks out, it's going to be like Brandon Cutler from Rancho Cucamonga, California, like four and twelve. You know, is that? I don't. I don't need that. Though. Okay, so I'm somewhere in the middle of you two, because um, I loathe math. Like I, it's it's my, the bane of my existence. To me, well, to so me, like, it kind of limits ha- you. What? To me, it limits you. Well, yes, but what I was gonna say is like so. So for me as a viewer, like I don't really want to track their wins and losses. However. I feel like when I hear wins and losses matter, and I know I'm wrong because I know he's talked about how much he cares about stats, and he's definitely they're definitely going to be involving stats in this um, because he's a stat junkie. It sounds like, but hey, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying but I'm like you. I don't necessarily need it. Um, I can see how it helps with storylines, like you were saying, um, but you know, at the end of the day, it is it is a scripted thing. That's what you I'm know? saying. So like I. I just when I hear wins and losses matter and get excited for me, it's because I, you know, I look at it as like wins and losses matter because if someone's losing all the time, they shouldn't get chances. Right. But if they're winning all the time, they should get chances. Like their character, if their character's booked to lose all the time and then they show up like a Dolph Ziggler and then all of a sudden they're number one contender, that's fucking stupid to me, you know. Right. And I don't ever believe that you're going to be champion, so the program is not entertaining. Exactly. Right? I mean, I guess that makes sense, but I get also at the same time, I guess we're just been. So acclimated to WWE's sure, just tossing that guys. where it's, it doesn't matter what happened last week. It's what happened this week. You know, I, you know, the whole acclimated to WWE thing is why I was more thrown aback by the the notion that there won't be like backstage segments and stuff like sure. that to me. Well, that's not WWE. That's every promotion. That's what I mean, like, well, but I mean, like, yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's just like what I know of wrestling. So hey, it's like I mean, weird like the, to hear the that famous like, blue set with the desk and the world championship wrestling, the old logo in the background. That was a big thing. Well, so I almost wonder if they're going to go back to a uh, like a set. <clears throat> yeah, almost. You obviously you can't do that in arena, but I wonder that because you know the way he said it was that like he almost implied there wasn't going to be backstage segments, like maybe promos. But he basically said everything. About the show, it's going to happen in and around the ring. So I'm guessing there won't be, like, boss in the back room type segments. Right. Like, there won't be... Which is fine. Wrestler so. throwing something, at, you know, in the catering mm. thing type goofy right, segment. Right. But at like the same that. time, I really don't want promos and verbal uh, interactions to become sort of an afterthought. Because it's such a very important part of the product. It's my, it's, it's, it's as, I couldn't, I couldn't say it's my favorite part, but it's just as important as the wrestling. Yeah, I mean, granted, we don't need to start every show with a 15-minute talking segment every time. But right. I say just as important, and before everyone goes crazy on me about that, I mean just as important for Story building. a TV audience to, to, to take 
whole to, to get a TV audience and, and to maintain it. Storylines and stuff are and very it's necessary. great for and it's great for newcomers because even if you don't know anything about the history of whatever these two are talking about, you get a good idea of who's the bad guy and who's the good guy when you're two minutes in, you know, so. I mean, like I said, I, there, that's why I think New Japan kind of suffers in that case because it's really, really, really hard to differentiate the heels and the faces in New Japan. It's really hard. Like, if you step away from the product for a while and you come back, you're like, oh, shit, this is a bad guy now? Like, it's, it, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he's got a knife now? Yeah. Oh, he's a bad guy. You know? <laughs> it, 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 to me, that's why I think, I mean, I well, do. I, I agree with you on the New Japan front that I have this for a long time. Ever since I first kind of. First started watching New Japan, uh, you know when I, you know, whenever it was, I've always thought, especially since like the elite, you know, the Bullet Club and everything was popping off. I've thought, man, if someone could take this show, this the the characters, the people, the matches, and put this on TV in America, but with good storylines around it, you would have the best wrestling TV show. But Absolutely. I feel like there's still gonna be stuff. I, I get like there's there's not gonna be like those like a skit backstage, but I feel like there's still going to be promos and like, there's going to still be stuff that goes I, I on. Hope. And I feel like there's, they're going to utilize what they already be created by using social media or using uh, YouTube as a vehicle for those things. Well, they made it sound like they're going to continue to use those platforms right. in the way they are. Like, so but being I, the elite, but they could add additional part to that. So there could be rather than the road to this would be like a new thing. That's just conti- driving Storylines too. So, I mean, one of the most captivating things on WWE TV right now is is somehow the twenty four seven title with our truth. Love it. And well, that, now current champion Drake Maverick. Yeah. Drake Maverick. So, just sorry, respect. I apologize. Um, but that's that's one of the things that's also driving up the YouTube numbers. People are going to see that because they want to see what the hell is going on. Obviously, you've been posting some of the videos on. They're on great. Some of them. They're awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so silly. I and mean. It's but fun. The Saudi Arabia plane pin was oh my, my favorite. Because I'm, Mojo, I'm when they get to Mojo and he's just just <laughs> looking at the front and then he just puts it and he just puts it back over. So we're we're just to think that Mojo is intense and just staring at the wall for fifteen hours. Like, I, I am <laughs> giddy waiting for all the stuff they're gonna film from Drake Maverick's wedding this weekend. They have oh, yeah. to. Yeah. Wasn't my idea great? What? That if like they get to the wedding, they're at the altar, the veil is over. Oh, it's gonna happen. And then, like, you may now kiss the bride. You lifted its truth. That would be incredible. I, I'm oh. not, I, I, it wouldn't surprise they do something like that. And the truth Ooh. rolls him up in a wedding dress and runs. Also, I love the fact that there's the, every single pin of the twenty four seven. They're all roll ups. It's a roll up. <laughs> they're all roll ups. Roll up. But Drake did use the SUV seat as like the ropes. Like he That's put his true. feet up That's on true. it. <laughs> Um, okay, so we back going back a little bit. Um, I was kind of surprised to hear them say uh, Tony Khan say on Stone Cold's podcast this week that uh, they're going to introduce women's tag team titles. He didn't say he, he didn't specify when exactly, but he said it's something they plan on doing. Um, I feel like they need to hire more girls. Yeah, I was going to say they don't have enough women for that. Yet. <laughs> that's true. That's definitely true. Because uh, I mean, we look at uh, suffering women's tag division in WWE because. They're just like they have enough in the company, Plenty. but they but they don't use them. Yes, and so it's 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 making it look like a pointless title, and it's which sucks. But um, I, they they also shouldn't be introducing four titles at once, basically. Well, that's why that's why he said down the line. So basically, to me, if I had to play 
guessing <laughs> game here. Um, the next uh, year from now or something. Well, so he said that one of the main. He said one of the main focuses when uh, one of the main focuses of their TV show when it begins in the fall is going to be a tag team title tournament. That'll uh, be fun, and that way they, that will be the tag ter- tag team title tournament to crown the first AEW uh, tag champs. Team title. That's four T's. But they but uh, so my guess is that will last for a good little bit when that's over and the young bucks are tag team champions. Uh, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> that's funny. Sorry, that made me laugh. Uh, then I'm assuming we'll hear about the women's tag team titles and then, then I'll go from sure. There. Wait, so it's like the no, warrior. no skits. On the show, does that mean we're not going to get like a talk show, like yapping with the young bucks or like some of that, or like uh, I don't know, Moxie's minute or Moxley's something like that? Minute. Like what? Like what? Definitely you know. not the asylum with John Moxley or whatever <laughs> yeah. he used to call it. Wasn't that what he called the asylum? The asylum right? Yeah, yeah. Marinating with Jericho, <laughs> marinating steaks. God, I was so <laughs> man. I I thought Stone Cold was so mad at me this week. I was so scared. You scared him. He he scared me. I know. He, Jamie. No no no. Because <laughs> when you no, said no, no. it, I was like, Jamie did not scare me. I was already sitting at my in my at my thing like. Because when I saw oh, him, re- no, like Stone Cold's one of the people on my side. Like, oh, it's one person I don't want to make angry. And I was literally like sitting there in agony. Like, oh, what do I say? And I'm just sitting there like alone at my desk, just like. Oh, and then I get that text from Jamie, and I was like, "Fuck, he's right." Ah. <laughs> I like, use the word "mark." No, okay, so I, I, to, I, I, and I am not saying anything negative about Stone Cold no, whatsoever. No, I, we, but, all, we also don't find the word "mark" as a as well. Because what my point term. was, I didn't was, call him Mark. I, let me just say what I said first before we get into out. it. Is I was listening to the interview that Stone Cold did with Tony Khan. I was driving to work, and I was just like thinking, like, and and Stone Cold said something like, "Really, you like." He was, he was excited so about it. He was excited, and he was yeah. like talking about Dustin and Cody, and he was on the edge of his seat. And then they, Tony said something else about the show being awesome, and he was and Stone Cold just did like a hell yeah, it was like you could just hear the passion sure, yeah. in his voice about how much he enjoyed the show. Yeah, and I was like, God, it's so cool to see like Stone Cold marking out, like yeah. like he's one of us in my head, and I, just, I didn't think anything of it, and I was just like. What? 100% with you. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, it is cool. Yeah, that's yeah. I was like, doing a good thing. Oh, yeah, promoting his shows back out. Like, you know, like, hey, cool, great, send. And I just said, like, oh, it's cool. I said something about, like, yo, go listen to it. Great. Stone Cold's back. It's awesome to hear him marking out about Double or Nothing. And then, like, Stone Cold responds back, and he said something along the lines of, like, correction. Not marking uh, out. Not mar- like, like, it's, like, knowledge, passion, and, and insight on the business is much different than marking out. Oh. And I was like, oh. I hope he didn't take offense to that. So I'm like crafting my response, like, you know, to, to apologize. That's the wrestling sure. equivalent of going after Beyonce. Uh, 100%. Because <laughs> then you're going to have the entire world coming at you if, if that is what happens. Absolutely. That's why I instantly was like, nope, sorry, didn't mean that. You're right. You're the man. SCSA and forever. DCA, was, you know? <laughs> and what I was telling uh, Ryan, which um, he realized which and I, and I don't think Austin really took offense to it which obviously he didn't it's it's because we're from a different time yeah. everybody who's in the business right now were marks yeah absolutely back then that wasn't the case yeah. so it's it's to him it's a different like, he's an old he's in his 50s totally, you know so no, totally he, and and it's funny too cuz like you know on twitter it came across as like you know him like, like, oh, being, shit. and i'm like 
oh, no. And so many people were like, oh, you just heard the glass shatter while you read this or something like that, you know? And I was, <laughs> but, so then I texted Stone Cold too, like, I really hope you didn't take any offense to it, you know, and he's responded like with laugh face emojis, like, oh, good, like, don't no, worry I, about Just it. to picture that one gif of Austin laughing, where he's like, <laughs> oh, I literally had so many people send me that gif in response. Laughing at his straight face. I wanted, I, when I responded to him, I, I wanted to respond with the one where he has that, like, when he slaps his head and yeah. does that, like, oh, look yeah. on his face. Like, I wanted to do that one, but I was like, no, I should just respond with the utmost of respect here because I have nothing but respect for Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I was just like, oh, man, dude. So, yeah, that was... One of those foot and mouth things where I was like, okay, don't use word marking out ever again while With talking about a wrestler. Older guys, for sure. Yeah, oh, older guys, for sure. Um, okay, so one of the other big things that happened in wrestling this week uh, was Scarlett Bordeaux being released from Impact Wrestling. We had talked about Killer Cross last week uh, and everything that he has been going through, and he had said during his interview... Um, with Petey Williams that everything going on with Scarlett was even worse in his opinion and that she was still living at home and unable to kind of like move up in the world because she's stuck in this contract. Well, now she's no longer in the contract. She's just out. They released her from her contract. They didn't release both of them, which I found interesting. I found, yeah. I found it kind of, I don't know. It seemed like a little bit of like a, I'm not a big it does seem like a Vince move. I was trying to think of the right word. That's the yeah, right word. I'm not really, obviously, I'm not entirely up on the impact. 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 Impact product. When he called Ontario, Ontario. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing in my, I've heard Because so uh, how, how do you say the, 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 pre, the province in Canada? Ontario. Ontario. <laughs> Same. 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 Well, maybe Toronto. <laughs> That's how I got it. But Continue, though. Sorry. I don't even know what You're the fuck I was saying You're not up to date on Impact, anymore. you were okay. saying. Uh, but, yeah, Impact. I'm not up to date on Impact anymore. But um, I don't know where I, – I mean, I don't know where Killer Cross really falls in terms of how much he's used. Kevin's the, uh, the most up-to-date on everything. I would say he is one of the most utilized guys in the company. Like he's at least in the top five utilized. That's and why I, know I that, think this whole thing is so shitty. It's because you're going like, yeah. man, like they're using him like as a top and, guy, and then they're and totally. Correct not. me if I'm wrong. When Scarlet Scarlet is used quite a bit too for that she whole is, um, whatever the what's that movement she the, does? The smoke show. No, well, not that, but it's like, what can I do something to? I forget what she says. Like she like sexifies something or something. It's and, not 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 that, but her in, whole thing is like that. She is like she could be sexy and still get the respect. Uh, the, something like that. Anyway, um, but that's her whole, her whole gimmick. Uh, but obviously, that's a. That, I mean, they gave her her own dedicated time for that as well. Oh, they gave her. She was. She got a lot of dedicated, yeah, yeah, dedicated yeah. time from that. I mean, I don't even watch the product, and I can get that through the socials. Yeah, and um, it is. I mean, I mean, the reason I was asking for that was because I was genuinely curious where yeah. they fall in the in the higher the ladder. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think of like how how shitty is being, you know, um, you know. Uh, handled, handled treated. exactly treated because he is utilized very well and personally I think he's maybe the best thing on the show. Me too. Uh, I think when I watch, really, he, yeah, oh, absolutely. His character, what he's built as far as his character goes, and I mean, what you, I don't know if you saw the promo that he cut on John Moxley as his own video that he put out. I did see that. Yeah. Um, that's just like all him, like that's just his gimmick that he's been working on. It's really cool um so it's interesting to see that he's brought it's kind of like matt hardy in a way like he brought in this really cool character and 
he just kind of they kind of like shit on him a little bit, you know? Hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, to me, and you know, this is what I hear from sources connected situation. They kind of just feel like they're taking advantage of his nice behavior. Like he came in and was nice and was you know like trying to do everything as respectfully as possible. But at the same time, I think that there are people who feel like he's kind of being taken advantage of the yeah. situation. It's a uh, it's, it's it's a bummer, and I hope that he gets out of the contract because that gimmick and his his intensity is going to be that's going to be top dollar somewhere. And it's I mean just as basic as it is, it fucking sucks when your girl's working for another promotion that you want to be working for and you're not. You mm-hmm. know, like it's I would love to see Cross in New Japan personally, like even above like him going to AEW, like him working. I just got to think that they were given those front dope. row seats for some reason. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. were front row, dude. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they were like, like, like clearly there together. Yeah, no, they were, they were definitely there. Absolutely. I don't know. There's something to that. I think. I can't believe you weren't at Raw this week. I had a company event. You went bowling. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Bowling. Yeah, we took the company because it was sorry first year. You're the boss. You couldn't be like, hey, let's move it to Tuesday. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because we actually have a lot. We had to do a lot this and week. Some people wanted to go to Ontario. <laughs> You didn't go to the show on Tuesday, right? No, I didn't. No, I didn't think so. Uh, I would like to see Scarlet. I I think Scarlet could be a good get for AEW. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. Don't, I, I, She's a good get for anybody, sir. Yeah, absolutely. I genuinely think that. And I wonder if there's going to be interest from WWE because I think she was on their radar prior to Impact, and they just never really pulled the trigger on it. Didn't really Because like she had that thing where she was on Raw once with Nia Jax um, and so yeah, that's uh, true. Um, so I, to me and she was friends with Jimmy Jacobs and it never happened then so um, you know I, I wonder if there's if there wasn't interest before if that was the case um, if there's more now you'd have to think there would be considering she went to Impact with not much behind her and really did become one of the most talked about people from the shows from some of the stuff she was doing and given the fact that I mean let's be real like WWE wants to keep talent that could draw eyes to the product away from AEW right now. As much as they will say that it's not competition. Hey, I'm riding for Mandy Rose and all this stuff that she's been doing. I hope that she succeeds. But if this Mandy Rose experiment doesn't work, she could fill that void, no question. Which is crazy because this Mandy Rose experiment is the Emelina experiment, which is the... uh, uh, What's her her name? Eva Eva Marie Marie experiment, which is all the the same thing they tried... So much with these different women, and I think Mandy Rose has been doing a great job at it so far. Yeah, yeah, and Mandy and Scarlett have been doing a great job yeah. at it. I think they're both uh, they're pretty they're very they're both very talented. I like watching both of them. I know you're a big Tainara fan too. And she's growing on me too. So the match she had on NXT this week was really I good. Ju- Brazilians do things for me, man. <laughs> they really okay. do. Um, but yeah, so we'll be keeping we'll be keeping our eyes on that to see where she ends up. Next, uh, another thing that happened this week that I was honestly, I was very surprised about was Mike and Maria Canellis resigning dude, with WWE. Dude, you saw my response immediately to that. Was it like, in oh, the group chat? What'd you say? Yeah, where I was just like, I was like, how? How? Yeah. how did that happen? Just like, it just how how does the carnival continue to get scammed by the carnies? And the, this I don't is, think that's what it is. You know, I, I, I mean. I think you kind of set me uh, right in the idea of like with their contract and what they could be potentially be used for down the line. But still, the well, same. Time. 
Don't talk about that. I mean, I'm but not gonna say that's like, not what I was referring to. I mean, as to. far as it being utilized talent still. The reason I say I, I more so meant like, I don't know if it's necessarily like you wanna, you Mike wanna, and Maria taking advantage of WWE. Because like, I, I don't think that's the case. I think that yeah. maybe <laughs> initially. Initially, maybe I, initially I, don't, I, don't I don't know. know it, but uh, I'm, I'm confused because I know that a few weeks pretty ago crazy. they were pretty dead set on leaving. Yes. Um, that's also another thing that's weird. Like, they're just like, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere they weren't. You know, and, and WWE offered them a new, I think, five-year deal and locked them in five years. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, my God. They're going to be there for a minute. Dude, okay. It's like, when, I remember when you put out the story about them asking for the release. Uh-huh. And Maria just was like, oh, that's so, yeah. uh, you, no one asked for the release. I think they definitely asked for the release. And then, well, what I and think then, happened that day, what I then, think happened that day, you know, in, in, in retrospect, I think that Mike asked for his release. And right. that it was assumed that they are a package deal. Right. They're not Killer Cross and Scarlet, whose right. characters are separate. They are a package deal. So I think that internally it was assumed that when he said, I want my release, yeah, I mean, that it was she a, wants hers as they, well. she also wants her release. Right. But, I, but, but, but yeah, I mean, of course, but then that also leads to. You would think that if they want to keep them so bad, because I don't think they're keeping them because they're afraid they're going to go to AEW. I don't think that's. I don't really think at this stage of their careers that's really a thing right now. I mean, maybe. I mean, I mean, I mean if they are, I can't be th- can't be for anything like prominent. I don't, know, I don't think so personally. In WWE, in, no AEW. I mean, if they, they, if they went to AEW, I, mean, I just don't. Helpful. I don't see it. Oh, it looks like they're going to do something with Sean Spears. I mean, I doubt they're going to give Sean a, like a, push. a huge if push. Anything, they've, they've, already, they've already started talking about him being a trainer. I was just going to say, I was going <laughs> to say the same thing on Road to Fighter Fest. He literally was like, uh, "Good hand," uh, type be, thing. You know, could be a solid trainer. Like they've already said, he could probably be a trainer. <laughs> but um, uh, so, but I, it, it, it's genuinely. I'm trying to see the. Um, the, the upside of resigning them. Yes, because and it's, this isn't to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just looking at what the product is presented to me. And well, also the fact that they've had him under contract for a few years now and used him never. never and you never. got and you got well, him live now. But yeah, yeah. yeah but and you never. also got a legitimate good commodity. I mean, not for much, for too much longer, but still in Maria Canellis. I'm I'm sorry. This is. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. I'm sorry. Let's call a spade a spade here. This is a young game in this yeah, is a no, young man woman's game. I, I just liked how blunt you were about it, but you no, know, I know. I you're right. You're right. And I, I think for Maria, I honestly could see a coaching thing down the line for her too. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Especially but, when it comes to like character building. But, character like building. That. but yeah, the sure. reason that's that was what I was about to say is that you would think that like uh, uh, Mike, I get. Mike, I understand Vince not seeing anything in him, but Vince has seen stuff in Maria already in the past, and like you said, package deal. We don't want to lose Maria if 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 Matt asks for his uh, or Mike, sorry, and Mike, Mike, Mike asks for his release. Well, Mike just yeah yeah, and so I'm like I'm trying to think. Okay, well you're not doing anything with her, but you want to keep her, so I'm. Because I, I know think, I know why they're offering these other contracts because they want to keep them away from the AEW, right. but I don't see that with them. I also don't think I know that that's like the. If you think that that isn't, I'm not saying it's all the reasons, but I do think that it's for some of them. I think that, and I and look, I love AEW as much as the next person, but I also think a lot of these five year deals are being put out. Not necessarily. Yes, it has helped absolutely because it gives a little bit of a negotiation chip on the other end. 
But I also think if you look at the five-year thing, because they're handing out five-year deals to people, um, I believe their deal with Fox is for five years. Hmm. And, I, and they, as everyone knows, they did get a significant amount of money with the Fox deal. And I think that Fox was like, make sure these people don't leave. You know what I mean? Like, these are your talents type thing. And so I think they're trying to lock down as many talents with Fox Fox their extra they're Fox money. They're Fox like, is watching get, main event, and they're like, they don't get rid of the Canellis. Canellis here. <laughs> We've seen his abs on his Well, Instagram. I didn't necessarily mean exactly with the Canelli, right. but we want him to be right up there. The, both of them, the you know. Canelli. The powerhouses of Fox. Homer Simpson, House. House. Mr. Fox. <laughs> Mr. Fox was like, I need Maria, Maria Canellis. I need Mike Canellis. <laughs> Here's the thing. I was like, also like Al Bundy. <laughs> with, with them, like, I mean, in Ring of Honor, when they were the kingdom with, with Adam Cole, like, I liked Mike Canellis a lot. I, I thought he was great. I, I thought they were... It goes with the fact that they had great characters because of Maria. She's She knows what the fuck she's doing. And then you move on to uh, Impact, and they were kind of misused there. I think they were also trying to make him seem like an alien at one point. <laughs> it Possible. Was it was weird. And then now... I don't know. It just I don't really want them to go the ways of doing TED Talks and sparkly outfits. I- yeah? <laughs> That's just me. Um, you know, here's the thing. As to, Sorry, to, TEDx. To answer your guys' <laughs> questions, you know, I think that... for theater conversation. So, for one, there's been mass confusion. Everyone, I, everyone I've asked about it, it's like, I have no idea why, why they resigned them. Like, I thought they were on the way out. I don't know. Um, I wonder if Vince knows. Vince has to know. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, it's his money. I'm joking. But... My only, the only thing I can think of is... I mean, he forgot that JTG was signed. Let's be real. <laughs> um, the only thing I can think of is that with this Fox deal coming up, I have heard from sources that there's been more renewed talk on the front of there being some sort of NXT presence on Fox Sports 1. I'm also wondering if they move 205 Live to Fox Sports 1, and they do, like, a dual thing, and they want to make sure they have talent there for 205 Live, True. and they're just, they'll be on 205 Live for the next five years. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, that makes sense, too, especially having their own branded show. Like, like I mean, they already have a branded show, but on TV. That's, like, the only thing I can think of that makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, um, give the, <laughs> if you want us to care, give them a belt. Like at least the you if, want the Canellas to have a belt. I want if in order for Mike to be any because right now it's been all Mike has really been doing on Two Hundred Five Live is yelling yes. and complaining. Yes, and which is fine if there's an end result, which there really hasn't been, and there has he hasn't even really been a one, number one contender recently. Yeah, and to me it's, I mean even I mean it's even okay mm-hmm. if you get to the match and lose it's still okay because it shows that you have a goal it has you have an end game with with mike it's uh, unless they give him the belt and make him a horrible heel that nobody likes to see with the belt then i i, I don't I, then there's no real firepower behind the whole mike and maria taking over and 205 live it's like oh we're, we're here and we're gonna change 205 live in what way i mean him being obnoxious and and him being like the trophy husband because he's got like this ch- championship belt and like she's still running the show like that just it works it's great it'd be great it works 
I mean, you look at what I mean before Enzo left the company. Uh, I was about to say he he was similar. He was he that character for Two Hundred Five Live was fantastic. Yes, it was great. It yes, because that, it was the antithesis to what 205 Live absolutely. was. Absolutely. And it made everyone just hate him so much. And it, it made like the the rest of 205 Live have something to strive for to take absolutely. down this tyrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so lastly, I want to talk about how our set looks like the Velocity set. It does kind of look like the Velocity set. I don't usually use the green one. Mm. Kind of like it. It's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I want to talk about the interview that Drew McIntyre did with uh, Sam Roberts. I thought it was very interesting in light of the John Moxley interviews that have been going on. Uh, I can't say one because he's done a couple of them now. Um, but obviously, you know, one of the big uh, rallying cries of John Moxley has been no more scripts. No more scripts. Too many scripted promos. We're not allowed to go off script. Uh, whatsoever. And I thought this was interesting because uh, both there was two interviews actually this week that I found interesting on this topic. One with Drew McIntyre, one with Road Dog. And Drew McIntyre, um, you know, he was talking to Sam about coming to NXT and, and then moving to the main roster uh, using the character that he basically started using on the indies. That, you know, it wasn't the chosen one. It wasn't 3MB Drew McIntyre. It was... The, the Drew McIntyre you see now, who was much more Drew Galloway. Yeah. Beast. Yeah, Beast yeah. Drew Galloway. Um, and that basically he said, you know, and then he said, as much as everybody reads online that you're handed these scripts and you have to say everything verbatim, word for word, and you've got no say in you, who you are, that's not really true. Everything I'm given, I assure you, what comes on the screen, especially promos, etc., is not exactly what was on the script. It's up to me to figure out how I put Drew Galloway in that. How am I going to make this real to me? Even if it's something that is obviously completely a story, i got to find something real, something I can latch on to. Because if I don't latch on to it and I don't believe it, the audience don't believe it either. And he talked about Raw this week as an example. Well, later in the episode, but he brought up Raw this week as an example. And he said that the money stuff where he dropped the money and then Heath went down to pick it up and then he attacked Heath. He said that was mainly improv, that like they were kind of caught up in the moment that they had a, what they were supposed to do and the money thing just kind of presented itself because it felt right in the moment. I, it sounds like he was scripted to say, I'll give you money. Right. But then he kind of like had the ing- drop in, yeah, ingenuity to pull it out, drop it, all that kind of stuff. Same Scott with Scott. Dawson, grab picking it, it up. Put his pocket. Yeah, and he said that like, uh, you know, that was an example of kind of like being able to do that kind of a thing. And I found this interesting because, um, you know, Moxley was saying the exact opposite of that, you know, in, in his promos or in his interviews they did. And then Rodog. at this point. What? <laughs> the promos at this yeah. point. And then Rodog on Xbox podcast was talking about the same thing. And he basically said that there are some performers who are trusted to do that, you know, and that if you want to be one of those performers who are trusted to do that, like, you have to attain a certain level. Um, And that, you know, someone like a Daniel Bryan, he said Daniel Bryan's not going to read what's on the script. If you hand him a script, he's just not going to read it. He's going to ask you for bullet points, and he's going to touch the ones, and he's going to nail it. So we trust him to do that. But... There are people who, I'm trying to remember his exact words, but he basically, simple, pull up here. He said, people go, oh, you shouldn't write their promos for them. Well, then some of the talent should get better promo cutting skills. Grab a freaking hairbrush and get in front of the mirror, kid. Which, I, I mean. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And I feel like a lot of times people want to just bury WWE, and I, and, I, and I feel like writers aren't the, you know, aren't the enemy. 
I mean, sure. right now we're in the world that AEW is Napster mm-hmm. and the WWE is the rest of the music industry. Right now it is the cool thing to hate WWE. 100%. It's a good comparison. It is. And um, Mr. McMahon is, is Vince or Triple H Lars? I was just, just going to say definitely Vince. Oh, Vince. It's definitely Vince. Okay. J- uh, Triple H is James. Like, we still like you, James, but you're associated. <laughs> <laughs> Because even when I was when you would see them in their news conferences, like with the the whole band, James was just kind of like, oh, "I'm getting a lot of money for this." <laughs> I feel like you had to pretend to like James, uh, Lars back then. Lars is a funny guy, <laughs> uh, but uh, I have nothing against Lars. Uh, but um, he seems like an intense dude. He's very. Have intense. you, you met Lars a few times? Yeah, he seems intense. He, he loves Lars every week. <laughs> yeah, we don't, no, sorry, Lars. I know you're watching this. We, we he, maybe record the the drums on Saint Anger because they're very tinny. Ah, uh, she's like, I always like watching play. They drums are very tinny. He's like so tight, like <laughs> using a lot of rim shots. Yeah, um, so many. But um. <laughs> But back to my point. Sorry. Yeah, no, it is it, it is the cool thing to do. And obviously, there's right now people, as much as people love to see the rise of something, they love just as much, if not more, to see the downfall of something. And and the the audience, I think the the task that WWE has to do, which is I don't think they get enough credit for, is how big the audience is, which is not even just this country; it is the entire world. And you got to appease people from different cultures, upbringings, races, creeds, everything. And right now, it will get better, not when they have TV, but AEW has one fan base right now, if you really think about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, when I was at Double or Nothing, I don't think I saw any kids. It's a lot of black t-shirts. Yeah, I don't think I saw one kid. More girls than I've seen in a lot of... Unexpected, yeah, I was surprised. Um, but Jay Wow at least said that she was really impressed by the whole sensory friendly. She was front and, row. I did, uh, yeah, and, and, so and she, she was to bring uh, her kid to the shows. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Justin Roberts got a great video with her. But um, I just, but like I said, it's um, they're looking. People want to see holes in the ship, and they and they will find the smallest hole and get a screwdriver and try to make it as big as possible. Yeah, it's weird and, how people enjoy doing that to me. I, I never understood that mentality. I like mean, I tweeted how I, I like the. I, I titled the Raw recap this week, like, WWE delivers a great show from Los Angeles. People were like, great show. What the fuck were you it was watching? One of the best shows that they've put on in a very long time. That's what I thought. It was a very enjoyable Raw. And I think and that... And Hulk Hogan got booed, which is really cool. Yeah. I just don't think that... It wasn't as loud as you thought, by the way. It wasn't as loud as you thought. You know? mm. Yeah, I mean, when I was there live WrestleMania, he got a really good reaction. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> the boost camera it was a certain good sex subsection that had to have been near on, the camera because okay. I was even thinking there was going to be a bigger boo and there wasn't. Oh, okay. But anyway, but um, I think whenever somebody talks about their experience at WWE, people like to say that's what everybody's experience was. And while I do think Dean had some creative different I do I don't think Dean made his shit up. I don't think that. Neither no, do I, no, of course. No. I don't think he made that up. I just think that that's the kind of people that's the those are the kind of relationship that's the kind of relationship Dean had with Vince. And because we don't know Dean personally, but from what we've seen and from what other people have been saying about who he is as a person, He's not a very conversational person, and so. Like, but I also think that's kind of just some of the stigma that's been put on him too. Just kind of like is the it because yeah. because when, when it was because uh, and, and I'm not saying like and so you, you uh, might go back to punk. It's the same, I was just bringing thing, him up. Dude. I was just like, bringing him up. Like punk 
didn't seem like the kind of guy who would make a big stink of something. It would fester inside. Absolutely. Him. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and that may have been the case with um, that may have been the case with uh, Dean. I, I also don't think, and like I said, I don't think that people should automatically say what has happened to Dean Ambrose and how he was treated for his career is evergreen for every single oh, person yeah, on the roster. Absolutely. No, yeah, no it's, absolutely. it's case by case. Also, it could just be that people didn't know how to work with a Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is a very, very, very individualist type of person. Yes. And it could be that that Michael Hayes and Road Dog and Vince were just didn't know how to deal with the Dean Ambrose. I also think, you know, listening to Dean, Drew McIntyre talk on this show uh, this, during this interview from the mindset of someone who got fired, not quit, but got, got fired, fired yeah. went out, reinvented himself from the ground up and got brought back and is now a featured player. Um, his perspective is very interesting to me throughout I mean, the thing because because he has such a different view on things because he saw what it was he was really like largely brought up in the system and then yeah. and touted as the future and then that didn't pan out type thing so i don't know it, it, it was interesting to hear his insight on things you know Rodog on the podcast he touched on what you were talking about um he said he believes that the wrestlers who perpetuate this notion that you can't go off a script whatsoever and that you have to stick to it word for word are the people who were forced to do that because they just weren't good at cutting promos. And Which I don't know if that necessarily is... Well, obviously not because Dean Ambrose is... That's what I'm saying. Right, I don't right, cutting right. promos. But I also think to see through that a little bit, I think it's less the people who weren't... It's less that they weren't good at cutting promos and more that they were perceived as not being able to cut promos. Sure, yeah, I think, that's know? what I think. I, I think that goes in hand with I don't think they knew how to work with the Dean Ambrose. Which is crazy to think they perceived Dean Ambrose as someone who couldn't cut promos if that's the case, you know? And it happens in every facet of entertainment. Sometimes you get you get oil and you get oil and water. Yeah, you know it just happens. It, it, it you can't always get a perfect combination. And right now it's it's it just wasn't a, it it just wasn't a fit for Dean. It just I, wasn't. I and, think I was gonna say like the regards to like Drew. Like I I think it'd be interesting. Also, I I remember the interview very well. Going back to listening to that Tacos Joe interview when he too. gets when he gets fired and With all he the has, numbers he has, that he was gonna do and stuff. Yeah, and like he also had. He he had nothing but good things to say about the, his experience with the company, and he knew that the writing was on the wall. He just was kind of counting the days. And talking about was, Drew, yeah, okay. And he was very much upset. You, you definitely hear like it was hard for him to talk about. But he's a guy that was like, "Well, they didn't want this, so I'm just going to make sure that I do what I can to make myself appealing to them again, and I'll be back." And he's back because he he did that. And it's well, I thought that was fascinating actually because in this new interview, did you listen to it yet? No, not yet. It, you should listen Who's to the drive with? home. It's with uh, Sam Roberts. I like Drew a lot, and it's <laughs> me too. And yeah. and it's honestly, it's really fascinating insight. Like it's only he a twenty pulls minute off interview. Hair and polos really well. <laughs> he's just a he's just, a, he's just like a, a beautiful man. He's just a beautiful man, you know. And uh, you know, but he attractive was, Ryan. He was basically talking. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, he basically was talking about the people, you know, some of the people who expressed their frustration with WWE, who work for WWE um, on social media and that kind of stuff, and how angry it makes him. And uh, that's what he said. He said, um, "I'll tell him right now at the beginning of this interview that I see all I'm, these by tweets the way, out I'm, there." I'm so shocked. Road Dog still has a Twitter. 
I well, he's not the lead writer anymore, so now it's a little easier. I would have quit a while ago. <laughs> uh, he said, but but uh, he said so, and, and I'll tell everyone right now at the beginning of this interview that all I see that I see all these tweets out there, these negative tweets that drive me bloody crazy. You don't understand how much it drives me crazy because I assure you that if you're in WWE right now, you want to figure it out. Because if you do go outside the company, there's a lot of opportunity, but some people aren't willing to put in the work. And I can't guarantee you're going to be a Drew Galloway or Cody Rhodes, so you might want to start putting in the work while you're still in WWE. Stop complaining on Twitter and make it happen. And then he also said basically that like he thinks the people who... um, who are complaining that he basically kind of like, it's not like he was talking, you know, a message to people of like, look in the mirror. Or like, yeah. are you actually putting in the work to think that and, you deserve all dude, these things? And you know what? I, there's two things I think that are really funny about that. The first one is that if, if you think that armchair quarterbacks for wrestling are bad, actual armchair quarterbacks for football are a hundred times worse. <laughs> Are a hundred? They'll get in fist fights over yeah. this stuff. I mean, and I football we, dads are the worst. We yeah, see, we see those 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 uh, videos of guys smashing TVs all the time. Yeah, like there, it's, it's more often. That's what's that. funny <laughs> about it to me. Like if the, every fan base has some sort oh, yeah, of like yeah, yeah. I mean, people who bitch online about it all the time. Look yeah. at Star Wars. Star Wars. No, no, he's talking about fans. Who's he's talking about wrestlers? The talent who are complaining online. Okay, that's what he's talking about. Well, that okay. Well, I mean, football players do the same thing anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I also love when saved people use new language. Like when, when Sh- like Shawn Michaels, whenever he'll get, like, talk about something. And, uh, and uh, like, gosh darn. I was just like, and like, he, like, instead of like, god damn. Like, he's like, gosh darn. And then Road Dogg will say something similar, like, well, good golly. <laughs> like, because, like, whenever they're, like, clean and sober and with says, Jesus. He always says, bless his heart. Yeah. Bless, bless her heart. Bless their heart. No, but that one always makes you laugh when he but, says it on when, social media. But it's Road Dogg and, and, and Sean, especially, is they don't curse anymore. So There was a little bit of cussing. Honestly... You should listen to that episode too. I Sean does like especially Sean Michaels interviews. Like he doesn't say damn. Oh no, sorry, ever. Xbox. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That oh no, fine. Xbox still curses. Yeah, yeah. I know that. I know that. He's not a born again Christian. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I hope they they should just hire Road Dog to be full time at the Foreman Center and then let him and Road Dog do a weekly podcast together where they break down the top stories. I gotta be wrestling. real. Break it down, you know. Oh. I gotta. Be nice. Just knowing as a, being an LA native, born and raised, and knowing that X Pac's been here for quite some time now. Yeah, and he's been da- he's been dabbling in the performance center a little bit. And they bring, eventually all of DX is going to be running in the performance center. They're basically in charge of the performance center. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they already fired one of them. <laughs> and Billy yeah, true, true. And they, if Billy was still there, then you would really. Yeah, true, 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 true. But um. It's, I just, uh, I would, I don't know if I, if I was X-Pac, if they offered me a trainer deal, I would have to move to floor. I don't know if I would take it. I feel like he would. Uh, I, I feel would. like he would like to be around it all day like that I again. Because I like it here. I mean, but it's not, not, it's not that bad in Florida. It's not that bad. In Orlando? If you're not going, Florida, to, the theme, if you're not going to the theme parks, I'm sorry. Orlando sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and lastly, I just want to bring this I know up. a lot you of people brought, don't live there, but I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. Since you brought it up, did you see, did you see CM Punk's tweets today about wrestling? No, no. I didn't. Oh, God. 
I'm glad I brought this up. As you guys mentioned, CM Punk, he said, he said, since I can't have fun and tweet about movies or baseball without you telling me about wrestling, question for you. Why do you spend your time on something you hate? If it's so bad, leave it. I did. Works wonders. Look forward to the intelligent discourse. And then... Uh, I mean, he's not wrong. Like, I know. Yeah, he's not wrong at all. And he said... Uh, he said someone what did, said... What did our <clears throat> This is a bad time to ask who played the best Babe Ruth in a movie. <laughs> um, who played Babe Ruth in Sandlot? Sandlot? Oh, fuck. I forget his name. It was somebody, like, big, right? Yeah. Where was the one? He's been a lot. He had a good response that I thought I retweeted. Wasn't John Goodman oh, Babe Ruth once? Oh, yeah. someone said to him, um, someone said something to him, he said, imagine going to the movies once a week to see the same movie you hated last week for years. <laughs> so, I mean, and then someone else said, it's called passion and holding out hope that something that used to be epic will be that way again. And he responded to them and said, it's called Stockholm Syndrome. To me, is I refer to it as OCD, and that's me. I'm like, I'm a completist. I have to just continue watching. That's why I'm still watching The Walking Dead. And you still watch Survivor. I love Survivor. Though. You love Survivor. Love Survivor. <laughs> You're a big Survivor well, that's head. That's just I really enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the giddy, that Kevin's face really got so giddy Survivor. just talking about it. Um, no, you know, for me, I totally agree with him. I'm like, there was a point when I hated wrestling and I just stopped watching it. I was like, okay, well, this is stupid. It's a waste of time. And I stopped watching it. And then I came back and I later and I've enjoyed it. But like, that's why I get, I get confused when there's people who cover wrestling for a living and they, they only playing, hate it. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, if you only hate it, go nameless. why don't you just go cover something else that you yeah. enjoy? Yeah. It's not that hard to just go find something else. Just do it. Just fucking do it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it'll make your life a lot happier. Yeah, just just constantly instead talking of just going on Twitter to get to to get angry at other people for liking something that you don't like. <laughs> what? Just go go find people who like the same thing as you and go talk to them. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where like me and you we in high school it was a Spanish class. So I was like, I was like, Hoovy. That's a that's a wrestler I like. You really was your, that was your Spanish class nickname. Juventud. And I was like I was like I like Juventud. And then <laughs> we started talking about wrestling a little bit. And then I got a D in that class because it was Spain Spanish. I didn't want to learn it. Yeah. That that. Damn you, Senora Bento Smith. Senora Bento Smith. Ah. Okay, Jamie. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, we're already done. Yeah. Oh wow, that was fast. You can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E. You can see it at the bottom of the screen. Um, or you can find me on Instagram. That's not at the bottom of the screen. It's just J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. That is confusing, though, since it's different. I hate it. I hate <laughs> that underscore. No, there's somebody, there's some Jamie Iving on Twitter that's taking it, and I hate it. Somebody has put Jamie Iving together without the underscore. Somebody and you've never it. tried to like, buy it off? I don't know how you even do that. Is this, if, have DM been, him. When is the last time he uses it? I have no idea. I've check on that. In a minute. Wait, now, keep but talking. Am I, am I or, like, okay, that, or you could check out our weekly drops on uh, Network, N-T-W-R-K. You could follow us on Instagram, or if you have iOS. You could get this handle, Jamie. This person hasn't tweeted once. Yeah. And they have one follower. Just, just hit up Twitter. Oh, they have one tweet from... 2010 to Diplo that said, is that your dude working right now? This person wants to think they're you, huh? Dude. They're writing Diplo and shit? When was this? 2010? Wow, that was a while ago. Um, you could totally get this handle if yeah. it really bugs you that much. Okay. I think if, if they're sitting on your name and you're verified, 
There's a yeah. way to handle it. There's okay, a way. well, until then, it's an <laughs> underscore. And also, follow Network. Um, we do weekly drops all the time. We just did, we have our new raffle system where we are selling. I mean, we are giving. We're well, not giving away, but we're letting you buy for the uh, for retail. Practically some, giving it away. Well, for, it's for, so for, cheap. For those well, yeah, shoes, some of those, real so, Some of those shoes are worth twenty five, thirty thousand dollars online, and you could get them for a hundred dollars. I know. I know. I don't get it either. It's fine. Yes, yeah, but we're doing the raffle doing. system where it is $100 to enter the raffle, but if, if you don't win, the $100 goes right back into your account, so don't worry if you don't win. We're not taking money from you. And um, for all the Android users, we have Android coming very, very, very soon. When I say very soon, I mean really soon. But until then, we have a desktop app available now, so on your computer and even on your iPhone on Safari or even on your Android on whatever web browser, Internet Explorer, Ooh. you can download. You can, it, so everybody, fire. nobody has an excuse not to access network now. So um, can, can you just, like, fix it for me <laughs> to win the shoes so I can just sell? I made fun of Jamie. Is that chill? Not like made fun of, I like laughed at something Jamie was wearing in a picture recently. It's that Ralph Lauren polo bear that every, that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like made like a joke about it. And then he said something along the lines of like, you knew how much that cost. Like you would. <laughs> and then I had to like, cause that was on Twitter. So I had to like go out like, how much did that cost? And he was right. I went like, Whoa, what? Yeah. Crazy. People love teddy bears. Not even uh-huh. a teddy bear. It's just a fucking sweatshirt. Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, that's anyway it. Kevin, where can people find you at? Uh, you guys can find me at Kevin Gets Red on Instagram and Twitter, yeah, right down there. It's too hot. Um, uh, I have nothing expensive on my body right now. Um, it's a cool shirt, though. Yeah, I like the shirt a lot. Shout out um, to Off the Rope. Off the Rope, what up? Um, and yeah, that's about it. That's me. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I want to plug Championship Wrestling from Hollywood every Sunday on Fight. Yeah. I, it's also on TV in various markets locally. Yes. And so I just don't know off top which ones. So and, uh, I watch KDOC. That's where I watch it on. T- today I'm going to I'm going to be at 8 o'clock be trying to buy PWG tickets for like oh, first time in a very long time. Yeah. Oh, first time in a very long time. That's so funny that you said that because as I was driving to work today I was thinking to myself, I got to set a reminder for when those tickets go on sale. I'm glad that I put it in my calendar. I'm glad you said something right now. I'm glad I brought you on the there show today go. just for that. Uh, only reason. <laughs> that's the only reason. ProWrestlingSheet.com, that's the website. At Wrestling Sheet on social media. It's where you find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find the videos that we do. I do a Raw SmackDown recap every week with John Roca. Also Wrestling Sheet Radio, which you are listening to. If you're watching it on there, I, I appreciate it. Thank you, but please make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like the video. Comment on anything uh, that you'd like to talk about in the comments, even if you want to say fast how forward. far they need to fast forward to get to the actual wrestling talk. I see them, so I still appreciate it. But, yeah, so make sure you guys go do that. And also, if you want to listen to the audio while you're driving, working out, whatever, uh, go check that out as well and subscribe. You just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. It's on Podcast One. It's on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you've got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. 
State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods, like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.